Hey everyone, welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk. I hope you're all doing well, had a good weekend. A lot to unpack as we saw the Western Conference Finals get started. We also saw a little bit of interesting developments in not only series but going ahead what teams will do, how teams will adjust. In the NFL, um, good Sunday. We saw some improved play from a lot of teams and some other teams not so well. So I'm going to unpack all that. And so I want to begin by talking about what I saw in week two. As it concludes tonight with the New Orleans Saints taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Should be a great game. I think we should have offense has the ball last will win this game and so it should be a fun one for sure as both teams try to build upon victories they had the previous week so week two we saw some big time injuries and unfortunately this is the part of the NFL that you know it's, it's the reality is that a lot of players a lot of teams do their best to condition these guys and and do whatever they can to put these guys in positions to play well and you know unfortunately injuries happen within the within the game and we saw that happen a lot on Sunday as we saw the 49ers lose Bosa possibly to an injury for the year not sure yet about that Garoppolo went down Mossard went down so we had that happen and unfortunately, Saquon Barkley, the New York Giants, may be done for the year. I hope not, because he is one of the best pieces on our team. And I just can't say anything right now positive about the New York Giants or the New York Jets. As we know, both teams are just struggling right now to win. They're not looking so good. And, you know, one of these teams will definitely turn it around. If not both, I hope hopefully they both will turn it around. But... The Jets case, the injuries are piling up. The Giants case, they just cannot get it going. And they're, unfortunately, maybe without Saquon Barkley. I hope not, but it does look that way. And so, you know, both teams have a lot to figure out. Um, I would say for Joe Judge, he's got to be able to do even better than he already has shown. But execution and the lack of depth on... on defense is really hurting the Giants and I would say the same thing for the New York Jets as well so there were some really good games yesterday um, a shocking game to me was the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys now I had picked the Cowboys to win but I did not think they would win in the fashion that they wanted in as the Atlanta Falcons blew a huge lead in this game and Cowboys ended up winning 40 to 39 in a game which Dallas turned the ball over probably three times they were looking uh, you know beat and and they were looking they were getting embarrassed pretty much and then somehow they kept finding a way led by Dak Prescott to keep coming back and coming back and I think the Lion Falcons play calling got conservative really at the end as they were up 39 to 30 
26 to 10 along those lines and it's inexcusable what happened to the Atlanta Falcons they pretty much gift wrapped a victory to the Dallas Cowboys so Dallas you know made a late score in this game and as I had mentioned before the onside kick has changed a little bit in terms of you can't overload one side of the field so guys have to be spaced out the same 10 yard rule but for some reason the Atlanta Falcons just let the ball you know it's a great onside kick first of all by the Dallas kicker I'll give him credit for that but they, they just let the ball bounce and bounce and you thought after some point they would just get the get it and they just did not do that now that comes down to special teams coordinator Dan Quinn how can you let that happen when the kick is now more designed so it's supposed to be a gimme they're, they should just grab the ball as soon as it car- crossed you know about 10 yards they waited and they waited and you just saw Dallas is waiting to, 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 to seize it they knew the rule they knew the situation and the Falcons didn't know the situation they didn't know the situation and they didn't understand what was going on guys were just waiting and waiting thinking that oh well this is not a normal kind of kick and we're going to let it sit and sit and then we're going to grab it and that just this is not how you do it gotta be better than that obviously in that situation most teams are prepared for that moment games on the line you're up by two points and you just let that happen and put your defense back on the field and so it was a miraculous comeback by Prescott and the Cowboys but the Atlanta Falcons failed to execute down the stretch their offense was prolific all all game long but they just did not have it and they needed to make some conversions and stops they didn't do it and look at Dan Quinn right now and you know he started out really bad last year finished strong and they gave him another contract extension or just a one more year but after two games it's probably still early but looking at this team if they can't execute they're not being able to win games like these then he is not gonna last this season there's no doubt they have a great offense their defense is another thing, which I, I really don't, don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be one of the strengths of Dan Quinn on defense, and they just haven't had the talent at times. They haven't had the execution at times. But that was a game that they should have won. Yeah, the Cowboys just winning that game pretty much just lying around, not giving up, you know, staying, uh, staying competitive, and, you know, they are back in the control of the NFC East after two games. Just two games. We don't know yet how these teams are going to be. Like I said, two games is, it might be early to uh, you know analyze the team. But you know, we saw that offense of the Cowboys go up, and I just don't know. I honestly think Dallas is talented offensively, but they could easily be 0-2 right now. And I wish they were 0-2, but they're not. Um... So they are right now in the lead of the division. The Philadelphia Eagles um, have been extremely disappointing. Uh, they did not look really good against the LA Rams. Now last week we know that they scored 17 points straight. 
and then Washington came on after 27 points. But in this game, I mean, the Rams just took it to them, to be honest. Like, they attacked them. Golf was on his game. Uh, you just saw a lot of guys make plays with the Rams. And the Eagles, not so much. Now, the talent around Carson Wentz isn't that bad. I mean, it's decent enough for him to at least get the ball out and do certain things with it. He does have Jalen Rager there, Deshaun Jackson. Outside of that, I don't know what the receiver they do have. They do have Ertz there. They do have Goddard there. They do have something. But their running game is a problem. Their running game is definitely a problem. I think they had a couple of fumbles yesterday. Carson Wentz, I had, think, had two interceptions. So, overall, the Eagles' offense just did not look good. They did not get off to a good start. And they never got any momentum going in that game. And, you know, they should, they should be 1-1, one one, but they're 0-2 now. And Doug, looking at Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, and these guys have to do a better job together. I mean... Their relationship has been really interesting since the time that we know that Nick Foles came in when Wentz got hurt and Foles led that team and their defense to the Super Bowl. But in this situation here, look at Carson Wentz and how he's playing. I mean, he's got to be able to execute much better. you got to see him do more things. He's got to use his mobility more. He's got to take on certain tackles and, and things like that. And you got to see guys catch balls because that's been a problem for the Eagles is not getting separation, not getting enough production from their receivers. And so can Jalen Rager make an impact? It remains to be seen as he's still young and learning the game. But, you know, we, we're just seeing some teams just not execute and not play up to their, up to their standard early on. Now, some of these teams could turn it around pretty much. It can happen, but... You know, the early results are just like, you know, a team like Atlanta should be much better. You know, you have a team like the Eagles who are expected to compete for this division and they're 0-2 already. But based on how the schedule goes, uh, it should be really interesting to watch how the NFC East plays out. We know that the NFC East will come down to the end or close to the end uh, like, like it was last year. Like a team like eight and eight, nine and seven could definitely win this, and that's what I expect to happen. As you know, most teams are going to be getting better as things go along, and so can we see an effort from the Eagles to make this division more interesting? That something to watch. Saw so the Packers take care of business against the Detroit Lions. Uh, there was pretty much no answer. Uh, for the Lions defense and Matt Patricia is definitely in the hot seat in my mind already after two games and I know what people might be saying well the Lions don't have talent they don't have this they don't have that but you have Matthew Stafford you know you have Kenny Galladay you have Adrian Peterson you have another running back there you have a team that that can compete that can win games and the Lions just don't look like they have it right now. Their defense obviously took a hit with the trade, and they don't have Darius Slay anymore. So, you know, you want to see if the Lions can do something because if Matt Patricia doesn't start winning, if the Lions don't start winning, then Stafford is going to be there, but Patricia, not so much. So, 
you know, the Packers look like the normal selves. They're good, look, looking good early on, but it remains to be seen because Packers really haven't played anybody in my mind yet. They have not played anybody yet, and so I don't buy their 2-0 start just yet. I want to see how they do against a better opponent in the NFC. I think against the Saints. I think they match up against the Saints coming up or maybe next week or the week after. I want to see a you know great competition and, and greater effort against that kind of team for the Green Bay Packers. And so, just looking at what else we saw around the NFL, uh, Brady and the Buccaneers look like themselves in Week Two. I won 31 to 17 over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, better better ball protection, obviously by the Buccaneers, their defense played a little bit better. Uh, McCaffrey had a decent game, but not an all-world kind of game, which, you know, as things go along with Carolina, he's going to get the ball a lot. But uh, Brady looked good, had his usual stuff going. Uh, they t- cleaned up on the mistakes they had in, in week one. And so and they're one and one, remains to be seen. You're not sure how this team will do against the greater competition, remains to be seen. Um, Panthers are like a team in, in rebuilding, and they don't have a whole lot of their defense that can be, you know, be exciting to watch, except that linebacker Isaiah Simmons. So, you know, good victory for the Buccaneers, but there's nothing really that I, I learned or anybody learned. I think from, from the Buccaneers in this game, they were supposed to win this game. They had it going, and you just want to see if they can keep keep the offensive efficiency going. Um, against a greater opponent for sure. The Arizona Cardinals uh, defeated the Washington football team. Uh, Kyler Murray was really efficient offensively. The Cardinals looked really much uh, in control of this game as they got out to a big lead in this game and Washington couldn't have that kind of comeback they had in game one. Uh, Haskins really didn't do anything special. And I had said that you know, Haskins might be a good quarterback. He might turn into a good quarterback, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have it yet. And because that's because he's, you know, obviously a different coach and a different system and all that. Um, but I don't see anything special in Haskins right now. Um, I don't know if he's going to become a great quarterback. He might have the potential to be a great quarterback. But, you know, yesterday against that Cardinals defense, you really didn't have much going. Um, and, you know, we're continuing to see uh, the Cardinals try to put out new offensive schemes and feature Hopkins more and Fitzgerald and Kenny and Drake. So that's what has to be watched out for. The Cardinals have won two games and they beat the 49ers, which was an impressive victory. And then they beat the Washington football team, which we know this team has a good potential on defense. Their pass rush is very good, but it didn't really show up yesterday and this team really can't be taken seriously. So, you know, the Cardinals, they won the games they're supposed to won. Well, this is a game that they should have won anyways. And so we'll see how they do as the NFC West is really, really interesting. Uh, Seattle's 2-0. You know, the Rams are 2-0. and And you have the Arizona Cardinals that are 2-0. and So... The NFC is already after two games. is getting really, really interesting. We'll see which team kind of keeps it up. The Niners are going to have a tough time, I think, with their injuries for sure. But, you know, they have depth on that roster. And they do have guys who can step up. So, 
remains to be seen what will happen. A um, lot to be figured out in that, but the NFC West is looking good for sure. And you know, there were some other games that took place uh, that were really interesting and really competitive, actually. Or one game was not so competitive, but you know, we saw the Baltimore Ravens uh, go up to Houston and play the Texans and. You know, Deshaun Watson uh, can only do so much with the talent that he has around him. And, you know, the Texans had extra time for this game. You know, they had extra time for this game. Obviously playing on Thursday in week one. And so, you know, they just didn't look good. They didn't look prepared as much. You know, the game kind of got out of hand late, later in the second half, first half kind of towards the end. And you just saw the Houston defense have no answer for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense. The Ravens were getting any anything they wanted on the Texans, converting third downs, getting big plays. Jackson was doing his thing and you know, Houston not being competitive in this game. They didn't look good in week one. You know, after that first score or so and then this game, um you're just seeing what people have been have been talking about and a lot of people are saying is that this Texans offense, I mean, they are going to take some time to adjust and gel. That production that DeAndre Hopkins had for these many years with this team, a lot of wide receivers were better on that team because of DeAndre Hopkins. So now you're seeing them trying to feature David Johnson and trying to get the ball to, you know, Fuller and and those other guys there. And so, you know, it's not resulting in big plays and they've been able to score and keep up with these teams. And they're 0-2 now. And so now Bill O'Brien, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to coach these guys up? How are you going to get this team back on track? We know that Watson can do it all. Uh, he did have a you know so-so game yesterday. And you, know, you give him credit just to the ability to, you know, take on the contact and do whatever he can but and this comes down to the team building and Bill O'Brien has made a lot of questionable decisions and and trades and and you know the rest of those things so it's definitely showing up now uh you know it may turn out to be better who knows as it goes along but you know so this moment you know Houston has a lot to figure out they have a lot to figure out in terms of what they want to really do and trying to get this offense to be more more speedy and more uh, more better when they have the ball on offense. The Chiefs uh, beat the LA Chargers in overtime, 23 to 20. This was a great game, and we saw the debut of Justin Herbert. Now, this wasn't uh, expected to happen. I thought originally when I first saw what they were doing, I thought maybe Herbert would get to start later in the year. They were, you know, losing or they were kind of in a tough spot. But Tyrod Tyler Taylor had a pre-game injury. I think his, he had a pre-game injury, his chest injury. And so, you know, Herbert was put in the position to start because of that. You know, Taylor couldn't go, obviously. And so Herbert got his first NFL start and... You know, for the most part, he played pretty well in this game. I mean, he made some really good throws. He had a touchdown run in this game. I mean, he, he, he put the Chargers in situations to win this game. And, 
I mean, it was a really good game. They had a lead on the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs can beat you in so many ways, and they're never really out of a game with Patrick Mahomes playing behind center. And so early on, the passers of the Chargers was really impacting Mahomes and this offense as they weren't really getting a lot of traction. But as the game went on, you saw the Chiefs open up and take some shots, and they connected on a 54-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. And so, you know, the Chargers had a good game plan, obviously, of keeping the Chiefs in front of them, shutting down things, making Patrick Mahomes, you know, make plays out of the pocket and make him use his running ability, which he did really, really well. And so the Chargers had a good game plan, but it came down to execution and it came down to, I think, the difference between play calling. And what I mean by that is that Anthony Lynn is a great coach. He has proven to be a good coach, but we know the Chargers really haven't won a playoff game or they've won one playoff game against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but the Chargers with this roster they have, they should be doing more. They should be much better. And they've lost, I think, their last three meetings to the Chiefs or something like that. And it came down to turnovers and it came down to, you know, other things as well. I think Herbert had one pick in this game. not sure, but, you know, not trying to win. And what I mean by that is that we saw in week one, like a lot of teams were going for it on fourth down and short or two or three. And we saw that in this week as well. But, you know, you're Anthony Lynn and you see the Chiefs drive the ball down and kick a field goal to tie the game at the end of the fourth quarter. And then in the overtime period, you get the football and, you know, Herbert makes a really good throw on third down and you're a yard short only a yard short and you decide to punt the football that decision wasn't one that he should have made and that's my view and I'm not a coach or anything I try to understand their the games and perspective but in that situation you know the Chiefs are just doing their thing they keep on scoring or they're and you know, they have momentum going on in that game and so why don't you go for it on fourth down you know what would happen you got to try to win the game and try to, to beat the defending Super Bowl champions in your division, your rival. And so I thought that the Chargers should have gone for it on 4th and 1 or 4th and 2, whatever it was, because they had the ability to do it. You know, Herbert, obviously, setting up for the start, you know, going up against a defense like that, obviously, Chris Jones and those guys. I mean, it would have been challenging, but this is what you want to see. You want to see this team... Offensive line could do, you know, could do it. Now, obviously, well, well, you know, their center Pouncey, who's out for the year. I mean, their offensive line has been good at times, sometimes it hasn't been as good. But they should have went for it on fourth, fourth down. I think in my mind, because it means all the Chiefs get the ball back, and you know, they kept making running with Clyde, you know, with Edwards Hilaire, and you know, Mahomes doing his thing, and their kicker Harrison Butker made a great, great field goal from 58 yards or so um, and they tried to ice the kicker and do all those kind of things but I mean he was just on on point after missing the PAT he didn't miss the PAT early in this game which you know he made up for and you know the Chiefs just show that they can win in a variety of ways they don't um, you know they don't uh, back down from anything and so Mahomes you know Slow start, but he got it going. 
and they just ended up playing better and executing. They were more aggressive down the stretch of this game, which is why they won. And that's what it comes down to, being able to execute and get those opportunities and take advantage of them. And so, you know, a great uh, great game, obviously. Uh, it was definitely fun to watch. You know, and you know, we saw some other games that were okay. I mean, I don't buy into the Bears, to be honest. I don't buy into the Bears at all right now. I think they've really been lucky to win their first two games. Um, and so Trubisky might do some good things here and there, but I, I don't buy much into, into the Bears' victory. I think the Giants missed a lot of chances in that game. Um, and, you know... It remains to be seen how well can Jacksonville continue to play. Jacksonville has uh, really surprised a lot of teams, I think, or a lot of people around the NFL. Uh, you know, they were in a great game against the Tennessee Titans, which they lost 33-30. to And, you know, we saw Minshew play well, that defense play well, um, but Tennessee just had more good plays and more of a control in this game. And so... After all that talk about Jacksonville possibly tanking and all this and all that, you know, through the first two weeks, they've looked really competitive. And can it continue? It remains to be seen, to be honest, because we don't know this team, how it's going to go, you know, as they play stiffer competition. But, you know, Jacksonville is something to watch. You know, they're not going to go winless, obviously. Now they have a one, you know, one win, one loss. But... You know, Minshew is trying to show that he can be the starting quarterback of this team for a period of time. As we know, there's a chance that if they have a bad record and Minshew is not doing it, that they might have their eye on Trevor Lawrence maybe in the draft. So, you know, Jacksonville showed up yesterday, played well. Tennessee obviously has been winning very close games start of the season. You want to see if they can really try to get Hendry the ball even more. And then can Tannehill be the reason why they win games late, which he might have kind of proved a little bit in this game. But it remains to be seen how Tennessee does play because, you know, we haven't seen them go up against the Chiefs yet. Patriots, obviously, someone to watch as well. So a lot of things to look forward to, but... It should be fun to watch how how these teams do going forward. There was a great Sunday night football game between the Patriots and Seahawks, a duel between Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. And so this game was really close early on. Uh, Russell Wilson had an early pick six in this game, which the Patriots took advantage of, obviously. And then after that, Russell Wilson was on a mission. He ended up throwing off Ended up throwing five touchdowns in this game to lead the Seahawks to victory, 35-30 over the Canadian and the Pan- and the oh, sorry Panthers, the Patriots. Uh, this game was really dictated by time of possession and big plays, and so you know Wilson was just making plays, throwing the football extremely well on the run in the pocket. They got a deep shot. Um, in this game as well as he took one shot against Gilmore late uh, in this game and you know that was a big play touchdown the Patriots usually don't give up obviously and we know what is going on with the opt-outs across the league uh, of all these teams and players so 
Obviously, some of the defensive starters the Patriots would have had on that team are, are not there, but nonetheless, you know, they had no answer for Russell Wilson after that, that early pick. You know, he was moving the ball efficiently, doing his thing. Chris Carson looked really good in the running game and passing game. And, you know, the Patriots, you know, brought their A game for most of the game, but that third quarter, the Seahawks really hit them hard. And, you know, Cam Newton um, has looked really good so far against a competition, obviously playing after a whole year with the injury and stuff and coming back. So he has looked um, relatively good. Um, they had a chance in this game to win. They had a chance in this game to win late as, you know, this game was really going back and forth and Seattle on a couple of plays was stopped by this defense. And so, you know, we saw the Seahawks try to just do a good job of containing Cam Newton as he was having his way in the end zone as he just scored two touchdowns in this game, uh, both on runs near the goal line or almost close to the goal line. And so it was fitting to see how at the end of the game, as Newton was driving the ball down the field, and he made a lot of great throws yesterday, a lot of clean throws from the pocket, and that's what you want to see from Cam Newton. You want to see him make plays in the pocket, make accurate throws in the pocket, and that's what he did a lot in this game, and he had a chance, actually, at the very end. And Josh McDaniels, I mean, he was just trying to do whatever he thought was best, that situation, he thought to give the ball to Cam, you know, have a direct snap to Cam Newton so he can just run it in like he was doing it earlier in the night. But Seattle was prepared this time. They allowed it once, they allowed it twice, and on the third time, they denied Cam Newton at the one-yard line. They stuffed him on the last play with, I think, about two seconds left in the game. First and goal, Patriots had a chance to win the game, and, I mean, they gave the ball to Newton, direct snap, and, you know, they got he got stuffed at the goal line, pretty much. And Seattle uh, escaping this game and surviving as, you know, you had wondered if they would try to do something else in that situation. They obviously felt that they couldn't probably throw it on the outside, so they wanted to, you know, run it in like they were doing all night. But, you know, Seattle was prepared for that, and it was kind of predictable that they would run the ball. And so, you know, you look at Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. McDaniels may, should have maybe tried something different on that play. You know, I think that wasn't the right play call to make. But then again, he was having his way, and he's such a physical guy. And it could have it could have happened. You know, they could have scored on that on that play. But you know, Seattle uh, stepped up and, and really took charge. So overall, a great finish uh, to Sunday games. Um, and you know, Wilson is just looking better and better. And you know. Like I said, every division is starting to get a little bit interesting. You know, we have two weeks of football almost complete. Encouraging signs from a lot of things, especially of testing and safety and all those things. So, you know, good signs are uh, you know, cover the NFL. We're seeing some teams really play well. Other teams have a lot, lot of answers, a lot of things to do. And so, excited to see what happens tonight in the Raiders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Saints matchup should be fun to watch Derek Carr and Drew Brees go at it and so you know, week two is almost complete some great action some great things we saw offensively from a lot of teams and 
you know, the NFC West right now seems like a division that's really interesting and something we should really keep a close eye on as that division is looking really, really good. And I can't wait to see what happens as these teams start to play each other later on in the year.